Happy Sunday, sports betting fans. This is Hardways Mike with SBI. It is late Sunday afternoon here. We are gearing up for the Sunday night game featuring the Braves tonight. Who's excited for that? I know I am. But we've had a ton of great sports betting action this weekend. Most notably, NCAA football week zero is in the books. If you weren't watching, what were you doing yesterday? That was more important than NCAA football, college football being back. Let's look at some scores from that. The first game of the year, not just the day of the year, was Notre Dame Navy taking place in Ireland. No surprise, Notre Dame pours it on. They beat Navy 42-3. to Notre Dame looks like they have a pretty solid quarterback this year. He made some very big plays if you're watching the game. So with the Sam Hartman transferring over to Notre Dame, they could be in for a run this year. They're always one of those top contenders. Right now they're ranked 13. We'll see where they move after week one. But yeah, so we also had Jacksonville State over UTEP's low-scoring game there, 17-14. to UMass beat New Mexico State. Big, big victory there for UMass. Big surprise there, 41-30. San Diego State over Ohio, 20-13. And then I know Woj has got to be squirming on this one. Vanderbilt beat Hawaii but only by 7 points. It was 35-28. to Vanderbilt just could not hold off the Rainbow Warriors. Hawaii covered that 17-point spread easily. I'll circle back to the USC game. And then Florida International, Louisiana Tech, 22-17. Louisiana Tech over Florida International, which is a bummer because I had Florida International there. Uh, I just... Threw a flyer on their money line, and it was a pretty decent money line option there, over 300, and they couldn't pull it out there at the end, unfortunately. USC, though, big winners yesterday, 56 to 28. But I'm telling you, and I told this to our social media team, they posted it out there. Lincoln Riley is not going to win anything if he does not figure out the defensive side of the ball. They let San Jose State not hang around, so to speak, but they put up 28 points on them. They really couldn't stop it when San Jose State put their minds to it. So they scored 28. On USC, we'll see what a real defense does to this USC team. They do win by 28 points there. Big win. They But San Jose State covered there. Let's look at Caleb Williams' stats yesterday. He is the presumptive Heisman favorite. 18 for 25 for 278 and four touchdowns. Big day for him. Not so much on the ground, though. He got sacked a couple of times. Eight, eight rushes for negative two yards. I think we're going to see more of that as the, as the defense gets a little stiffer. But you want to talk about a team... This year, where there's no clear-cut favorite wide receiver, they had one, two, three, let's see, Deuce Robinson, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different players catch a pass yesterday, and six of them caught one pass. Nobody caught more than four passes. That was Branch and Singer, the singer of the transfer there, if you remember, from Arizona. Zachariah Branch, he caught four for 58, Singer four for 41. So we will see how this wide receiver room shakes out. But you want to talk about talent outside of Ohio State, they probably have the best, well, at least the deepest wide receiver core in the nation, that USC team. They also spread it around quite a bit on uh, the running the game. You got Austin Jones had six carries, Marshawn Lloyd had nine carries, Branch himself had a carry. Joiner, Quentin Joiner. Now this was a blowout game, so he might have gotten some carries there in the in the blowout in the in the garbage time. But yeah, we'll see if there's one star in this team. It's obviously Caleb Williams. Not sure what the rest of the year holds for them. If anybody's going to stick out, we will see. USC playing in Week Zero is a bit of a tradition now. We'll see how the rest of the year shakes out for them. So we do have games. I'll touch on some games. We do have games starting as early as Thursday this week. Thursday the 31st, we've got three, four, seven, eight games there. Wow, nine games, ten. Uh, it just keeps going. There's a lot of games there on Thursday. And then we got games on Friday. Of course, we have games on Saturday, which is week one. 
And then I think we have a couple of, one at least one or two Sunday games, oh, three Sunday games and then a Monday game. So this weekend coming up is going to be big. It's going to be big for us. And I'll touch on some things that we're doing with the player props, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, let's go over to Major League Baseball here. We have one game left. It's the Giants and the Braves. And I will touch on that in a little bit. Well, let's look around those, the league and see some scores. See some uh, Angels beat the Mets three to two. Oh, the Orioles were not able to sweep the Rockies. Unfortunately, Rockies plus one ninety five. They end up winning four to three over the Orioles. Dodgers keep on their winning ways. If you remember earlier in the year, the Dodgers started out slow, but they're now at eighty wins, eighty and forty nine. They beat the Red Sox sixty nine and sixty two. Who like the Yankees are crawling back into this thing? The the Red Sox were hovering over just a little over five hundred. Now they're seven games over five hundred. Let's check the standings and see if they are. Yeah, they moved up to fifth place there the second team out from the wild card in the al playoff race let's go back to doo -doo -doo. astros womp up on the tigers 17 to 4 i know that was a low scoring game to start yeah it was a four run seventh and then a seven run eighth and then a three run ninth poor tigers <laughs> that's that's tough there guardians over the jays a lot of road teams today 10 to 7 uh, the Yankees end up losing to the Rays. They're at home. Rays are now at 80 wins, so they're 80 and 52. Yankees 62 and 68. They were making a push. They're kind of falling back there. Brewers beat the Padres 10 to 6. A few games going on right now. Rangers and Twins are tied at 6 in the top of the 13th. Holy cow, I did not see that was going on. Looks like we had a run from the Twins in the ninth inning there to tie it up, and then nothing in the 10th, 11th, and one run each in the 12th. Now we're in the 13th inning. Hopefully I can get off here and catch the end of that game. That'd be pretty nice. Mariners are up over the Royals, three to two. Reds and Dimex tied at two through seven right now. Cardinal or Phillies lost to the Cardinals. Cubbies beat the Pirates ten to one. Big win there. And then the White Sox they they do not get swept by the Athletics. Hurrah, huzzah, whatever you say there. Uh, yeah, exciting. Good for the White Sox. We do have one game left. As I mentioned, it's the Sunday night game. The Braves and the Giants. Jace, or looks like Jared Schuster is on the mound. For the Braves, 4-2 record with a 5-even ERA, 5.00 ERA versus Tristan Beck on the mound for the Giants. 3-2 record with a 3-3-4 ERA. Good, good, good record for him there. This game is in San Francisco. So let's go ahead. That's over from our today, MLB Today game. Let's go over to our... Uh, let's see here. Our game board. Okay, so the Braves are the favorite here. No surprise. Minus 134. The Braves, as our minor, 84 and 44. Just absolutely whomping up on teams this year. 50 games over 500. It's un just unreal. Uh, Giants, 66 and 33. So the Braves, minus 134, the best line over on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you want to take the Giants, though, you can get them at plus 120. That's the best line anywhere. That's over on Bet River Sportsbook. I'm going to go over the game page here real quick before we check out some player props. Look at the run line. Braves, minus 1.5. You can get plus 122 on that, and then that's over at FanDuel Sportsbook. And then if you want that one-run cushion for the Giants, my, uh, Giants plus one-and-a-half runs, minus 135 on DraftKings, excuse me, not DraftKings, on BetMGM and Caesars, which is much better than, hell, heck, uh, looks like DraftKings has minus 142, and FanDuel all the way up to minus 156 there. So the differing of opinions, big difference there for FanDuel versus BetMGM. Over under 10 runs, big Big over-under in this game. It is shaded to the under, though. It seems like whenever you get in that 9.5, 10, 10.5 runs, it's shaded to the under. Best line is under 10 runs, even at minus 115 over on Caesar Sportsbook. Over 10 runs, you can get plus 102. You can get plus money. You can get plus 100 at MGM and DraftKings or plus 102 over on Bet Rivers. So we'll see if the Braves can continue their winning winning ways. It's been a bit of a bummer if you've been back in Matt Olson to hit a home run. He has not hit a home run. I checked this yesterday. He's not hit a home run since since 
August 13th, I think I remember seeing. So let's see what his home run lines are today. This is over our MLB player props page. Okay, so it's ticked up a little bit. 333 on BetMGM, 340 on FanDuel, 350 on PointsBet. I'm going to wrap this podcast up. As soon as I do, I'm headed over to PointsBet. I'm going to take Matt Olson. He, I don't like betting on players that are due, but at plus 350, it's better than everybody else in the market, and I just I like that line. It is ticked up quite a bit there. Hoping that he can keep pace with Shohei. I don't know where Shohei I think Shohei's up a couple of home runs on him now. As I mentioned, I've got that Matt Olson to lead the league in home runs player uh, uh, prop that I took at the beginning of the season. So that's it for MLB. We do have a bunch of games tomorrow. We've got some lines up. Let's just take a look at a couple real quick. Yankees, uh, Orioles, uh, Astros, Red Sox here. Astros plus 110. I believe that game is at, let's see what time that game's at, but the Astros are the dog in that. It is, is, it is in Boston. Astros, that line's over in Caesar Sportsbook. You can get Boston Red Sox minus 124 over on FanDuel, let's see another, anything else with playoff implications here? Well, you got an ALS showdown between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Diamondbacks minus 135 over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Caesars has the Diamondbacks at plus 118. So lines up already for tomorrow's games. We'll dig in as well. But let's go over and check out some... We will check out some NCAA football because we are just, what's today, Sunday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days, three full days away until we can get NFL or NCAA football again. We've got, it starts with a bunch of games at six o'clock. Let's look at a, let's look at this Nebraska-Minnesota game. That's a Big Ten game there. That's at Thursday at seven o'clock p.m. So Nebraska is the dog in this. It is in Minnesota. Not sure what the offense is going to look like for P.J. Flex crew this year because he's got a new starting quarterback, a new starting running back, new wide receivers, but P.J. Flex does manage to put a good product on the field, at least on offense and on defense too. So Minnesota the favorite, minus 275 over on BetMGM. Caesar Sportsbook has this at plus 250 for Nebraska if you want to bet back the Cornhuskers there. And if we go over to our spreads page, our game board with the spreads, 7 to 7.5. Let's see, if I want to take Minnesota minus 7, I can take them at minus 124 over on Bet Rivers. If I want plus 7.5 for Nebraska, I can get that basically anywhere. DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, and BetMGM at minus 110. Florida-Utah, we had mentioned that game previously on this podcast. It's something that I'm really excited for. That game is on, let's see, that's also Thursday. And we'll pull that, there, there we go. Minus 265 for Florida, or excuse me, for Utah. It is in Utah. So that you can get that at Rivers, DraftKings, FanDuel, those three spots. If you want to back Florida, you want to back the Gators, plus 228 over on Caesar Sportsbook. That's better than anywhere else that has it. We'll go over to the spread, 6 to seven, depending on when you get it. If I want to get seven for Florida, I can get seven minus 120 or six and a half minus one, 105 actually over on BetMGM. If I want to take minus six for Utah, I can get that at Bet Rivers at minus 122. That's not a bad bet right there. You're getting a full point below the, yeah, minus that seven number. Or, or if, you get, if you don't mind the possibility of a push, you can get minus seven on FanDuel at minus 102. Let's look at the over under in that game. It's 45, no surprise you got to figure Utah is going to be running the ball. They've got a new starting quarterback. Tavian Thomas is out this year, so I'm not sure who the starting quarterback is. Probably going to be Jackson, but we're not entirely sure on that. They're going to be running the ball. <clears throat> Florida, I think everybody's a little concerned with the offense, with Anthony Richardson having gone to the NFL. So 45 to 45.5. If you want to take the over 45, you can get a minus 120 
over on Bet Rivers. You want to take the under 46 and a half. You can get that at minus 115 over on Bet MGM, so that's not bad. Or you can go under 46 at minus 110 on Caesar Sportsbook. The over on the Nebraska Minnesota game, no surprise, Big Ten. 43 and a half, you can get that at minus 110. Uh, basically, the DraftKings, Caesars on that, that's on either side of the ball. We'll be back later this week to talk more college football. There is no shortage of college football games this week. Again, it is back. Everybody is in action. All the all the teams are in action here. So we can go over to our This Week in College Football page. New, and it is available to all of our subscribers. And I can pull up by conference, and I can see all the games at a glance, the countdown to the game. I can go into the game breakdown, which will take us right to the game breakdown page that we have. I can click on detail matchup. So let's just go. We'll pick up. Let's go to the Big Ten, and we'll choose this Iowa-Utah State matchup, which is on Friday. Five days, 17 hours, counting down. We've got the game preview. We've got our write-up of the game preview. We have team stats, as I mentioned previously, advanced stats. Went through some of those in previous podcasts. If you have any questions about that, you can hover over each of those, and it'll tell you exactly what they are. And then the game schedules and the line data at a glance. And you can do this for every single game in NCAA football every single week. Every conference, every team, super excited about this. And also, player props. So we've got player props for college football in addition to our player props for Major League Baseball. Let's see, nothing really populating right now. It's a little early. I'm not sure that we have much data from the books yet. So we'll see. That's our top props page. Yeah, no no real data yet. Props will probably start popping up on Tuesday. Which So keep an eye on the site there. Go over to our player props page and find what you're looking for quickly at a glance. Glance, as I mentioned on the preview or the podcast late Friday night, early Saturday morning, found a bunch of middles. And there was only seven or eight games yesterday. So plenty of opportunity to, if you want to play arbitrage opportunities, you want to play middle opportunities, or you find a line that you like, this is the best way to find quickly at a glance. Remember, this isn't over-under hits or over-under home runs or anything like that where it's basically yes or no. I mean, yeah, you can have... The, a slight variation in the over under number strikeouts for a pitcher or the over you can take over one and a half hits or over a hit this is when you look at passing props for example yesterday we had the sam hartman sam hartman we had yeah sam hartman um passing props on a couple different places that were wildly different so over 300 and a half versus under 313 and a half you can get yourself a 13 yard middle there Plenty of opportunity in addition to just play the props that you think you have an edge on that you like. Go over to our player props page, check them out. And then we also have the last NFL preseason game, which is tonight. That is, I believe it's Houston and, and New Orleans. And then we've got a bit of a break. And then week one starts with the Lions and the Chiefs Thursday, September 7th at 720. So we got to get past Labor Day here. A lot of fantasy drafts coming up. I myself am in, the, am in the middle of a dynasty startup draft. Right now it's a slow draft. I've got drafts next week. I've got drafts the week of weekend of Labor Day. So plenty of action to keep me busy. But we go over to our over to sportsbettingintel.com. Uh, I've got our, our game board for the money lines, and let's just see what the Bears are. As I'm sure you know, I am a Bears fan, a long-suffering Bears fan, but we have some hope this year that, that this franchise can take a step in the right direction, what with Justin Fields under center. So let's see. The Bears and the Packers square off 325 p.m. Central Time, Sunday, September 10th. The Bears are at home. They are the favorite in this matchup. I repeat, the Bears are the favorite against the Green Bay Packers, our hated division rival in Week 1. The Bears, minus 122, over on FanDuel Sportsbook. That's the best line that I see. If you want to back the Packers, and boo if you do, but if you want to back the Packers, you can get them at plus 115 over on BetMGM and Caesar Sportsbook. 
The Bears' offense is is most of the same. You got DJ Moore this year. The Packers is a lot of different. They've got uh, new rookie, rookie, new rookie wide receiver, but they've got Christian Watson back. They've got Jordan Love will be starting the season under center. The this is the first time in many many years that Aaron Rodgers will not be under center for the Packers in Week One. He's over with the Jets now, so we'll see what this Packers offense looks like. Christian Watt or uh, Jordan Love looked very good in limited starts last year and little limited time. Under center, we'll see if he can continue that momentum and keep it going for this year. Another, let's see, how about the Bengals and the Browns NFC or AFC North Showdown? That's at noon on Sunday, the tenth. Browns are the dogs in that. It is in Cleveland though, plus one ten for the for the Browns over on points bet. Otherwise, BetMGM has the Bengals at minus one twenty. You can also get that at DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest question there is, is Joe Burrow going to be ready? Joe Burrow, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals starting quarterback out of LSU. I believe this will be year three or four for him. Can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. So he suffered a calf injury in preseason. The big question is, will he be ready? And we don't know. Plenty of options. If you want to, let's just look at the futures real quick and see. We've got the Chiefs as a favorite to win the Super Bowl, plus 600. This is over on DraftKings Sportsbook. But... The Eagles right behind them, plus 650. Then the Bills, plus 900. A little worried about that Bills offense this year. I'm not entirely sure if they are on the downslope or still kind of at the top. So we will see this year. 49ers plus 1,000. New starting quarterback for them this year. Well, we'll see. Looks like Brock Purdy should be healthy in starting the regular season. Bengals at plus 1,100. I'm surprised the Bengals are so low. That probably has a lot to do with the Joe Burrow injury. And then the Cowboys at plus 1,400, which I'm really surprised about. But we'll see if that offense continues to improve. And that defense, I'm a little that defense is aging out a little bit. So you do need both sides of the ball to win a Super Bowl this year. Right now, I believe I have money on the Chiefs and the Bengals to win. And then I've got some AFC NFC props. But I will let you know if I see anything else of value that I like this year. I don't like this Detroit Lions at plus 2200. I might look at the Ravens at plus 1800 and the Chargers at plus 2500. I think both of those teams, assuming that health is not a concern, I think both those teams could definitely make a push for the postseason. But we are really early on all of that, obviously. So one more thing before we close it out. We have the U.S. Open is going on as we speak. We've got men's and women's. That is going on. So or actually, the games start today. Or the matches start today. No, I believe they start tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, the actual matches for you, the U.S. Open. So we've got the, no surprise there, Djokovic plus 125, the favorite to win it. Right behind him, Alcaraz at plus 190. Again, no surprise. I wouldn't be surprised to see these two squaring off in the final match like we had with Wimbledon this year, which was just super exciting. Medvedev at plus 1,000. Sinner at plus 1,400. Zverev at 3,500. And Tsitsipas at plus 4,000. I might throw a little bit on Tsitsipas there myself. Taylor Fritz, Kasper Ruud, Holger Rune, all at plus 5,000. There, let's look at Djokovic and his first line here. These odds are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's see if I can find his line real quick. Yeah, right there. Uh, minus 10,000. So if you want to take Djokovic versus Alexandre Mueller, be my guest. Minus 10,000. Over on the women's side, the futures looks like Iga Swiatek, probably at the top of her game right now, plus 240. And then Sabalenka, Sabalenka at plus 475. Coco Goff, Corey Goff at plus 700. And Rabakina at plus 800. Jessica Pagula at plus 1,000. I've always liked her game. Mukova at plus 2,000. She's tied with Vondrusova at plus 2,000. And then Owns Jabur at plus 2,200. Then you get into the 5,000s with 
Sakari, Kitova, Sidolina, uh, and Vesic. Oh, all, and Garcia, all at 5,000. And Samsonova at plus 5,000. And Madison Keys at plus 5,000. So top-heavy both sides of, of the U.S. Open matchup there. That's it for me today. We covered a lot in this podcast. We had Major League Baseball, NCAA Football, NFL, and Tennis. And we didn't even touch on the PGA. Well, let's see, just see if the PGA has wrapped up for today. I know we had a weather delay of the Tour Championship. Looks like Victor Hovland is at plus or minus 24 right now through 13, and then Xander Shoffley behind him at 13, also, excuse me, also through 13, minus 21, so three strokes to go. I did throw a little bit on Hovland yesterday, or two days ago, so I'm actually pretty happy. Let's see if he can hold on. Looks like Scotty Shoffley has dropped all the way back to to uh, eight, tied eight. He's 10 under. Big disappointing day or big disappointing weekend there for Scotty Scheffler. The world number one has not been able to close out for a long time there. Will Clark behind those guys. Roy McIlroy at 1,300. So it's it's between Hovland and Shoffley because Will Clark's at 1,400 and McIlroy's at 1,300. So we'll see who ends up on top between Hovland and Shoffley. Let's see what the tournament is. We've got the Fortnite Championship next weekend. And then I think there's a week off. And then we have the Ryder Cup. As I mentioned previously, we will talk. Let's see if we can get the madman Woj on the talk Ryder Cup. I know that it's a big tournament for him. He really enjoys that tournament as well. That's it for me today. We'll be back this week to talk all things sports and especially as we wind up for week one of NCAA football and the NFL the week after that and the U.S. Open. There is a ton to talk about. Head over to our social media. Make sure that you are following us there because we post plenty of stuff throughout the week. My name is Hardwiz Mike. As we see over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely.